promising a contrast with Trump. America is back. But some critics claim that on foreign policy, the only thing that's changed is Joe Biden's tone. Wrong, say some experts. Yeah, I think there are some very um, substantive and important changes from Trump to Biden on foreign policy. Donald Trump ordered the end to the war in Afghanistan. Joe Biden carried it out. The chaotic withdrawal came despite warnings and concern from longtime allies, even though Biden had promised to work closer with international partners. <coughs> Trump pulled the U.S. out of the Iran nuclear deal. This was a horrible one-sided deal that should have never, ever been made. At the time, Joe Biden said it was a mistake, but one year on, policy is still in place and sanctions against Tehran are even tighter. And when Trump opened the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem, Joe Biden said it should not have been moved, but he's no plans or desire to move it back. On China, there's been no de-escalation in tension from the Trump years, but here, differences start to appear. Biden called the treatment of the Uyghurs a genocide and ordered a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics. The Biden administration has not put as much emphasis on trade in the relationship, whereas for Trump, uh, what he wanted first and foremost was a trade deal with China. And he was willing to put other issues like human rights on the back burner in order to get a better trade deal with China. So what else is different? He rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement, reversed the decision to withdraw from the World Health Organization, rejoined the UN Human Rights Council, and ended Trump's so-called Muslim ban. Biden has been much more aggressive against Russia than Donald Trump ever was. Trump uh, also maligned and uh, sharply criticized longstanding U.S. allies and partners, countries like France, Germany, Canada. Biden's taken very much the opposite approach. His emphasis is on strengthening U.S. relations with longstanding allies and partners, democratic allies and partners. People knew Donald Trump was about disruption, America first, appealing to his base. Joe Biden won the Oval Office by being the anti-Donald Trump, a man who would bring consistency and stability to American foreign policy. But allies are concerned that in three years' time, a new president might upend everything again, and America will... Trey, what do you have? Yeah, hey guys, good morning. Right now you can hear the buzz of an Israeli drone overhead. Israeli forces are picking out their next targets along the Gaza Strip. They continue to hit different Hamas positions, and we are learning that overnight a deputy commander of the rocket launching unit from Hamas was killed in an Israeli airstrike overnight. A significant development as the leadership of Hamas continues to be targeted by the Israelis. We do know the death toll inside Gaza has now reached more than 4,600 people. That does include civilians and militants alike. This all comes as anticipation is growing around that expected ground offensive to be conducted by Israel into Gaza in the next hours or days. The destruction along the border is significant, and again, the rocket fire into the southern and central part of Israel continues. We brought to you last hour as those air raid sirens were sounding just to the southwest of Jerusalem. I do want to draw your attention to the northern border, where overnight the Israelis conducted <coughs> airstrikes in southern Lebanon following more anti-tank guided missiles that were fired toward Israeli positions. Also, we've seen rocket fire targeting northern Israel and the evacuation of 12 more communities along the border. A real anticipation about a new front that would include ground operations there in Lebanon and, of course, the West Bank, that third front that is opening up. We saw earlier in the week the city of Tolkarim was the site of an Israeli strike, 13 Palestinians killed. And overnight, you can see that at a mosque, there were reportedly Hamas and Islamic Jihad fighters that were targeted in an Israeli airstrike. Guys? Trey, I have a question on this uh, commander that was targeted and killed. We've seen many headlines of specific battleground commanders being targeted, being taken out in Gaza. We hear that uh, many of the leaders of Hamas are in other countries. When, when we talk about the structure of Hamas, I know with the Taliban, Taking out a commander meant something sometimes because the lower level leaders didn't have the military training, didn't have the, the larger scale plan. Is Hamas structured that way or are they structured more like us to where if you take out a commander, somebody takes their place, battle keeps going? Yeah, exactly. The latter 
We've talked with people inside Gaza before about the command structure of both Hamas and Islamic Jihad. And I remember having this conversation back in 2019 when the Israelis used a targeted assassination to take out Baha Abu Alata, an Islamic Jihad rocket commander. And I asked another commander in Gaza what happens now, and he simply said, we'll just replace him. Yeah. And that's exactly what takes place. When one commander is taken out, they will just replace <clears throat> All right, Greg, thanks so much. Of course, it looks like the incursion, the major invasion is delayed due to weather. Let's get more on that. Israel's Prime Minister Netanyahu compares Hamas, by the way, to ISIS. Who wouldn't? He warns of a new phase in the war. Listen. Hamas is ISIS. And just as ISIS was crushed, so too will Hamas be crushed. And Hamas should be treated exactly the way ISIS was treated. They should be spit out from the community of nations. All right, joining us now with more from the battlefield. It's Insight over in Israel. Uh, the next step, let's go to the international spokesperson for the Israeli Defense Force, Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Caracas. Uh, Colonel, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, so let's begin. Let's begin. <clears throat> you got it. Uh, let's begin here. First off, can you confirm or deny the reports that the invasion is halted because of weather? Yeah, I saw that New York Times report, and I don't know what it's based on, but I can say that our troops are preparing themselves for the oncoming missions. They are in what we call battle procedure, logistic and operational plans, getting ready for what may be the next stage of this operation. What was the approach of the first stage? I understand the one success you could definitely tell us you had. You killed Al-Qadi, Hamas commander who spearheaded the, the attack on October 7th. You could confirm that. Is there anything else you could tell me about? Beast mode. Three, two, one. I woke up, man, this morning with some disturbing news out of Israel. The Hamas kidnapping children, putting them in cages killing women, killing the elderly. That's some coward shit. That's cowardly. And for all y'all Black Lives Matter who ain't saying nothing, well, let me figure out exactly what happened before I say anything. Fuck you. everybody good morning good morning good morning and welcome to inner visions of sunra rick's podcast this morning how's everybody <clears throat> you just heard the conflict between israel and hamas and amari stoudemire given his opinion his passionate support and love for Israel and um, when I look at the reports and I've seen the reports the conflict has been getting out of hand on uh, both countries excuse me um, yeah, it's been getting out of hand and <clears throat> a lot of people are rushing to the aid of Israel. 
um, I've spoken with my wife and she told me that Israel is God's country. We all need to be supportive and back Israel because if we don't, then we all will face eternal hell. My wife, she has her opinion on it. <clears throat> Sorry, everybody, I'm under the weather. So please bear with me for a second. My wife has her opinion. She is Christian, pro-conservative kind of person. And, you know, prayers for Israel. Prayers for the families that lost their lives or lost their loved ones due to this war. <coughs> um, you know, and I had, I felt, I felt sympathetic for Israel until I saw a video on Instagram where a um, Palestinian police or I believe they were um, in Hamas they went into a shelter and it was very graphic there were women and children and fathers gunned down killed and blood was all over there was they were it was all over their remains it was all over the shelter due to Israel's bombing and attack on the Palestinians and I say to myself you're supposed to be of a a pro Jewish pro Jesus you know pro peace but that kind of action that I witnessed and I saw on video is as sick as I've ever seen I apologize, everybody. Now, Hamas has done the same thing in Israel. So, in my message to Amari Stoudemire, where he has a good point, he has excellent points, but I want you to explain Israel's actions in Hamas where they killed innocent boys, girls, women, and men in that shelter. You're supposed to be of God's country. You're supposed to be of God and y'all do this. Y'all do this. I'm not I'm not down with communism. I'm not speaking pro-Palestinian. But damn, that is what Israel did when the Israel forces did over in Hamas. That was very disheartening and sickening. How can people show sympathy for kids being in cages which I felt a lot of sympathy for that's sick in itself what's happening over in Israel and what Hamas is doing is sick but what um, the Palestine what the Israel forces is doing <clears throat> that those drone those strikes 
the weaponry used against these innocent people in the mosque is just as sick. This holy war or religious war, you may call it, is getting very much out of hand. So my message to Amari Stoudemire, I love your passion for Israel. And brother, I think you're a very passionate human being. I think you're uh, a deep person. I want you to explain why, why the Israel forces did this to innocent people. Why? Maybe I can bring you on the show and talk to you. Or we could do an Instagram live one-on-one. I don't mind doing it. But that was that. Explain to me that. Explain. All you pro-Israels. Explain that sick video. Explain it. Explain it. Supposed to be men and women in the country of God. And y'all do this? And y'all do this? I know it's American allies. That's fine. And, pres- and President Joe Biden, he has the nerve to ask Congress and the Senate put billions of dollars in foreign aid to Israel into Palestine and to the Ukraine that is so much money going into these foreign countries the Americans are suffering big time the homeless rate is getting out of hand do you know that Elected officials are giving money to Chicago landlords to um, help get migrants into these um, apartments, into these homes. Illegal aliens are getting the benefits. Now, I believe that if you come from another country, that's cool. Nothing wrong with it. It's all love as long as they become citizens legally. That's all. If you come from Haiti, come from Mexico, El Salvador, Johannesburg, Zaire, Israel, um, different different countries. If you come here legally. Man, it's all love. People will welcome you with open arms. Now, if others don't because of their prejudice, their prejudice, excuse me, because of their prejudice. I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm still battling this uh, flu. If America is not accepting these people because of their prejudice, then shame on them. They need to be checked. All right. But if you come here illegally, thinking you're going to get. Here's the sad part. You come here in this country illegally, but then our Democratic president giving you free benefits, free housing. I don't know what's going on, but this has to be planned. That's where people are getting pissed off about. This is why Americans are very frustrated at. All right. So I'm going to read this article here. So bear with me, everybody.
Hold on, hold on, hold on. How's everybody's morning so far? How's everybody? Yeah, I'm still trying to get strength, you know, because I've been dealing with flu-like symptoms and it is, it's kind of, it's kind of weakened me a little bit. All right, I am reading in the White House webpage the U.S. announcement of humanitarian assistance to the Palestinian people. President Biden announced today that the United States is providing $100 million in humanitarian assistance for the Palestinian people in Gaza and the West Bank. This funding will help support over a million displaced and conflict-affected people with clean water, food, hygiene support, medical care, and other essential needs. The United States provides humanitarian assistance through trusted partners, including UN agencies and international NGOs. Civilians are not to blame and should not suffer for Hamas horrific terrorism. Civilian lives. I'm sorry. My my error. I apologize. Civilian lives must be protected, and assistance must urgently reach those in need. We will continue to work closely with partners in the region to stress the importance of upholding the law of war supporting those who are trying to get to safety or provide assistance and facilitating access to food, water, medical care, and shelter. Wow. Um, This is what the White House is doing. This is what our president is doing with our money. The Ukraine, billions and billions and close to trillions of dollars, and now to the Palestinian people. Um, this is a direct disrespect. Meanwhile, you still have homeless people not even getting enough aid at all you could have given you could have done this for the homeless people here in America sir you could have built more shelters to help get the homeless people up in their you know help them get on their feet I'm not saying pamper them I'm saying help them teach them how to fish Help them strengthen themselves so they can be productive, independent members of society. But you are so focused on giving out a help strengthening other countries while America is dying. It is dying. It's dying. Financially, well, they say that the economy is strong. No, it's not. Inflation is at a record pace, close to 10%. All right. They don't want to tell you this, but there are about millions and millions of jobs being lost. Okay. You have the auto workers on strike. You have... 
you have the actors guild the screenwriters and directors on strike I mean you are seeing if you've seen New York City it is an unsafe and unlivable environment downtown Los Angeles the same way the rodent population is so bad that the health and safety issues is going to have a major impact on America for years to come. Let's not forget, COVID is still around. Okay. I wanted to go into the conversation that I had um, with uh, somebody who I follow and she follows me on Instagram. Um, Natasha, aka Natty P. Special shout out to Natty P. She gave me some information on how the Republicans have just found out and have evidence of Joe Biden getting a massive check. All right. So I'm going to look that up right now. All right. This is in CBS News. The GOP House panel raises questions about the $200,000 check from James Biden to Joe Biden. And as always, the spokesman for Biden says there is zero evidence of wrongdoing. This is by Erica Brown, Catherine Hurtridge. House Republicans released bank records of President Biden's brother, James Biden, Friday, that they argue raise more questions about whether President Biden personally benefited from his family's family, his family's business ventures. Bank records released by the GOP-led House Committee on Oversight and Accountability revealed a $200,000 personal check paid to Mr. Biden from his brother, from his brother, James Biden, and sister-in-law, Sarah Biden. The personal check, which was labeled a loan repayment, was issued before Biden's presidency on the same date in 2018, when AmeriCorps Health LLC, the healthcare company that manages rural hospitals across the United States, also wired $200,000 loan into James Biden's PNC bank account. Representative James Comer, the Republican chairman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, claimed Joe Biden's ability to be paid back by his brother depended on the success of his family's shady financial dealings. Read this here. In a bankruptcy filing last year, AmeriCorps Health LLC claimed James Biden received hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans from the company on the promise that his last name could open doors and that he could obtain large investments from the Middle East based on his political connections. After AmeriCorps Health LLC later filed suit for non-payment, James Biden agreed to a settlement payment with AmeriCorps Health LLC for $350,000. In September, the Oversight Committee said it had uncovered how the Bidens and their associates created over 20 shell companies, most of which were created when Joe Biden was vice president and raked in over $24 million between 
2014 and 2019. Adding committee investigators had identified nine members of the Biden family who have participated in or benefited from these business schemes. Hmm. It's no, well, uh, let me read this part. The House of Representatives remains paralyzed, and Republicans who are in the majority are back to square one after dropping Representative Jim Jordan as their Speaker nominee following his third failed attempt to win the Speakership Friday. Republicans will try to settle on a candidate Monday, nearly three weeks after Representative Kevin McCarthy first lost his Speakership earlier this month because of the movement Matt Gates has made. Look here, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Matt Gates. I'm not a fan of Jim Jordan. I I stay independent. I will remain independent. I think both Democrats and Republicans are dirty as hell. I heard about the past of Matt Gates, which gives me cause for concern. However, and I mean however, what he did to oust Kevin McCarthy I got to give him his due. I give him his due because he made things uncomfortable. He made things to the point where if you're not doing right in this country for the people, you got to go. Like I said, I'm not a fan of Gates or or Jim Jordan. But some of their ideas of putting America first will shake up the house. It will shake up the Republican Party to which it is now going to be of a MAGA well-oiled machine. No more rhinos. The rhinos have to go. The rhinos are doing no good. And I understand their method. I definitely understand. And, um, the information that I've given to you it is an indication of how the president is mismanaging funds. If he is so hell-bent on giving funds to other countries wasting and spending and not investing here in America like Trump did the economic future is going to be so disastrous that the homeless rate is going to rise even further did you know that more Ivy League graduates are homeless more than ever before due to a lack of jobs jobs going overseas and things of that nature It's getting disheartening. It's getting kind of hectic, to say the least. In this regime, in this Biden regime, I try to be, I try to be as non-biased or unbiased as I can. But I have to keep it very real and honest. There is so much conflict going on 
since he took over. All right. He said that there is going to be student loan cancellation. He had the opportunity to take care of it before the Republicans won back the House. He didn't do that. Um, You know, people and his progressives have even pushed the idea to cancel student loan debt altogether. At first, he agreed. But I wanted to go way back in the beginning of his presidency where he stood side by side with Betsy DeVoe against college students who have been promised to have their student loans forgiven. But because Joe Biden and Betsy DeVoe and his team stood together, they were trying to stop it. So let me keep it 100% real. The Biden administration has done nothing, and I mean nothing, in particular for the people, especially in the economy. Republicans, Republicans, the rhinos have been a major disappointment as well. Republicans, they had their PPE loans forgiven but refused to work with college students to have their debt forgiven. So really, the Democrats and Republicans are not allies to the American people. Let me put it to you like this. They do not care much about the American people. Now, whether you like Donald Trump or not, but when he was in office, he had his independent, he was an independent thinker. He really was. And he had that notion and let people knew that he was going to work and stand by with the people. We, the people. You don't have to love the man. You don't have to like him. But, and I was skeptical of him in his presidency. I thought, man, this is, this is going to be a disaster. Until I listened to the Don Nicoleone show. Special shout out to Don Nicoleone. Special shout out to Nefertiti surviving the game. They woke me up on the moves that he made and how he moves around DC. And I went from not liking Trump to respecting him. And ever since he bailed out the American people during COVID where millions and millions of jobs have been lost due to COVID-19. I've been defending him ever since. And I still do. I still am critical a little bit of him too. But I also am not against them either so I try not to be biased I try to be critical to both sides but I but real recognize real and when I see somebody or a leader step up I will give them their due and I'm giving Trump his due and I'm going to give Clinton his due as well not a fan of his but African Americans all Americans were benefiting off of his watch as the economy was at a record pace the 
the surplus was at his best. I will give Clinton his due. He made some peace deals. Like Trump made some peace deals. Clinton, he did some shady things. But there were a few things he did well. What I didn't like was the three strikes rule. It targeted black Americans or people of color. What he and Biden did during the 90s was horrific. As far as putting, try to put people of color in prison. To strengthen up the business in the prison system. They had a report on it on Vice News. But what I'm saying is the people voted Biden in because they thought he was the anti-Trump. They thought that he would bring in peace, world peace. He would stabilize the economy that was being destroyed due to the COVID-19 restrictions. They thought that Biden was going to be the guy to turn things around and bring stability. Here's the thing. As Malcolm X says, you've been had, you've been hoodwinked, run amok, run astray. Trump brought peace. Biden sends out foreign aid money. The countries at war even provide weapons. So you enable them to keep doing what they're doing at the war. And that's not leadership at all. It's not. It's not. Let's let's keep it 100. Now I want to go back to the Amari Stoudemire. I love Amari Stoudemire. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant athlete. He's a brilliant individual. Some of the things he said was absolutely correct, especially with against Black Lives Matter, having that skit where they have a, a man jumping off with a parachute saying, uh, you know, pro-Palestinian. Yeah, he's absolutely correct. I was... I was not happy about that. I wasn't. He had every right to be pissed off. Every right. My thing is, how are you going to say F black people? When really we have a lot of things going on here in this country that we have to focus on. Our hearts go out to the people being slaughtered and killed but damn the problems we have when we face eviction the possibility of losing our jobs COVID still hanging around the housing market has freezed up how can we really focus on other countries where when when the problems here are just as bad and we have a president who has turned his back on the community Chicago has spoken I know some of you conservatives are saying this is what you get for voting liberal that's the narcissist way of saying things ain't it at least they're waking up It's gotten to the point where in the next election, I see, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll put it to you like this. Trump may win New York. 
He may win Illinois. He may win California. If things keep going the way they're going, they're start, people are starting to see what the hell the administration is doing. Wow, this has been a passionate show. It has been wow. I'm been I'm very passionate about this, man. I I know people are listening, or people have yet to listen in, but I just wanted to share you guys my thoughts of what's going on, some uh, evidence that's being shared. I don't want to speak out without giving the facts and evidence to the people. <clears throat> but hey, special shout out to Amari Stoudemire, man. No harm, no offense. I got nothing but love for you, man. I think you're a wonderful, wonderful thinker, intellect, and what you're doing in Israel is, is beautiful, man. I love it. But I want you to understand you know, the actions of the Israel forces and what they're doing too. You know, it's all love, no conflict, no conflict, no beef, no nothing. I admire you. You know, I enjoy doing this podcast. Uh, this is very similar to Intervisions of a Political Side Hustler. Very, very similar to it. And um, I'm pretty excited to do this. I'm going to do the best I can not to curse. I wanted to be very professional. If I if I sound raspy, I'm just getting over an illness. I do apologize to the audience, to the listeners. But it has to be said. I have to say it. I have to bring this message and an awareness to the people. I do it from an unbiased standpoint. But I have to be upfront and honest too. You know, because the truth has been supported by life's reality. That's what my good friend Brian Ogilvie said to me when I was going to Hampton University. So, great show. Special shout out to WGAG Radio. Special shout out to Donna Colion. Special shout out to Nefertiti surviving the game. My good friend. Um, she has influenced me to get into um, podcasting much love to you my um, big sister you know special shout out to the whole WGAG family special shout out to Montaga um, I never met you before but I do follow you on Instagram and you bring in wonderful knowledge in the from a conservative MAGA point of view. So much love to you, Brother Montaga. Alicia Coleman, my good friend, special shout out to you. Um, <clears throat> you've been an amazing friend when I develop inner visions of a political side hustler. You are you have become a fan of the show, but you've also become an admirer and a good friend. So much love to you. Um, much love to everybody who tunes in and supports the show um, some people in the MAGA front special shout out to you some people who is in MAGA who support me and what I'm doing 
Much love to you. No discrimination here. Even the people in the poetry community who are hardcore Democrats, progressives, special shout out to you. You guys have followed me through Poetic Justice Society. Love my work. Even though our political analysis are totally different, just the bondage that I have with y'all is beautiful and is amazing. Like Bonita Poetry, like Tierra Nicole, Luscious Beauty Creations. Um, what is it? AJ Houston, CP Mays, Nick Walter. Um, the entire poetry, um, just Demond. Um, who is it? Queen Thickness, a beautiful voice, a beautiful human being. Much love to y'all. Much, much love. The dope female trainer. All of you. I got nothing but love for you. Politically, we differ for so many things. But poetically, we are like brothers and sisters. So I got nothing but love for you. Shout out to my family. My mom. My dad. My brother, who always rooted for me, no matter what. My son, Raymond Ricks, the third. I love you, son. I'm about to cook you some breakfast. So I'm about to do that. But everybody, until next Sunday or next Saturday, that it is, tune in to Intervisions of Sunrise Rick's podcast. Till next time, I'm out.